It's your boy Dreams from the Notorious Mass Effect, and I'm here to let you know you're holding yourself back. Like this show and want to make your own? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Now, you can even add songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create. Whether it's music analysis or your own radio show or something that the world's never even heard before, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership for the newbies out there. <laughs> it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Let me say that again for the people in the back. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started so you can start affecting the masses. And remember your boy Dreams believed in you before you even started your show. So please don't switch up on me. Remember me when you make it to the top. That's all I ask. Marvel's What If has finally concluded after a total of nine episodes. The title of the season finale is called What If the Watcher Broke His Oath? And throughout the whole episode, it's it's really interesting and engaging and the callbacks are much appreciated, well-earned throughout the night. Like, it's been going back on when I first started watching this series, it's been nine weeks of nothing but multiverse storytelling and that's like putting aside Loki so with this episode it's like like the payoff for all the episodes that came together before and the way that it starts so this is going to be like a spoiler well not like a spoiler this is a spoiler episode so the watcher has been like narrating throughout the whole series and now he's picking he's picking different heroes from different times to help him out on his quest because in one of the stories one of the episodes Ultron is the main villain and he ends up getting more powerful than he than I guess the watcher expected or whatever he sees the watcher he gets involved with the watcher and after that it's like the watchers like oh i need help so let me go pick the heroes from the previous episodes to put together as a team so in this final episode you're seeing each episode play out in real time and the watcher just come show up out of nowhere and just say like you've been chosen chosen type stuff so the Watcher, this is titled, What If The Watcher Broke His Oath? Because he has finally intervened and got in the midst of this chaos. So the reason that he's intervening is because apparently Ultron has become too powerful that he can't even handle him himself, which makes no sense. But at the same time, it's a superhero story, so I'm letting it go. Because my main thing for episode 8, and when I was talking about, I don't know if I talked about 7 and 8, or just 8, but basically the last episode, it just showed how Ultron was just ultimately better than everything, like literally not even like a single person, he was just better than everything that the universe could throw at him, 
so my whole thing was these heroes should not be able to hang with them in the slightest no type of fight scene no type of back and forth he should see them destroy the whole universe story over if it was a real plot with no plot armor but literally the given plot armor with dr strange the evil dr strange from the episode from i don't know what episode it was but he was from the past episode he gives them i'm kind of jumping am i jumping all over the place so the watcher picks them kind of tells them like hey you have to defeat ultron and then they're like this sounds like a suicide mission because he's telling them how powerful ultron is and then dr strange is like don't worry i have that covered so when they're about to fight ultron dr strange puts the spell on all of them and it's like an invincibility spell which is just insane like if he has that spell why not just like there's so many ways well this okay so this whole series like the inconsistencies the plot holes it's like you have to suspend disbelief like you have to kind of watch it as if you're watching a, a elementary superhero show instead of an MCU show because there's so many different inconsistencies throughout they said like because they said this is connected to the MCU it wasn't like we just made that up it wasn't like with Netflix Daredevil was like oh he's connected to MCU you know it, it literally Kevin Feige came out and said any of his characters could pop up in the live action live action MCU because the MCU is included with this what if universe and then loki they said that infinity stones did not work if you're not in your same universe oh meanwhile ultron's out here using the infinity stones in every universe he please like whatever universe he feels like going into the so it's for like i, I it's basically like okay so we're just doing away with that whatever happened in loki now we're in the what if universe you know suspended disbelief i'm like okay the the stones work in every universe but but then whenever he's using the stones and so they bring in a new character gamora gamora and she's like that was one of the episodes that was cut so apparently there was an episode that was cut to put in this season two for those that don't know, there's going to be a season two. So Gamora's episode is going to be, I guess, part of season two. I don't know how they're going to play that out. But anyways, the, the, the episode, she's new. And the whole main, the main thing she brings to the table is that she has a, a Infinity Stone crusher that's supposed to crush the Infinity Stones. But they say because of her Infinity Stones, or they said because of the Infinity Stones was, wasn't from her universe, it wasn't able to destroy them. The inconsistencies and plot holes are just off the charts. Anyways, that's all my critiques. Now let me get into what I love because it was a lot that I did love about this episode. So first thing I like, I like the whole dynamic between Doctor Strange and Thor's fight between Ultron because at one point, Thor threw, threw his hammer at Ultron and Doctor Strange just like split it up. Like he just made so many different duplicates of the Thor hammer to fight against Ultron. And it was just a great showing of 
how strong Doctor Strange. It really showed that Doctor Strange is really one of the most powerful heroes in the MCU. And with evil Doctor Strange, it showed that even more because he spent even more time becoming more powerful because of him being unleashed because of his evil need for Jane, I think. I think that was his girlfriend's name. You know, I called him Dr. Simp in the episode, but in this one, he's actually doing Dr. Strange type things. He's just going crazy with the with the powers. and the. I mean, he literally gave everybody an invincibility spell and just told them, like, yeah, just hang in there until it wears off. Well, hang in there, and, and, but it, it can wear off, you know, stuff like that. So, and, I mean, it makes sense because, I mean, T'Challa, to, to you know, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman, the the. Okay, I'm messing up the name. T'Challa, <laughs> the star, T'Challa Star Lord was getting thrown all across the planet, and every time he even tried to box with with Ultron, and he was just being protected by the spell. Meanwhile, Captain Carter is obviously the fan favorite of the executives as they push so much things onto her and to like give her like shine in the episode. Even in the post credit scenes, it shows uh, an, an extension of Captain Carter. So it's, it's very weird the way they pick and choose their characters. But at the same time, Killmonger had his time. I'm, I'm jumping all over the place. Basically, throughout this whole time, I'm explaining the fighting Ultron. Like, this whole episode is based on just fighting Ultron. Which makes no sense because Ultron literally can show up, destroy a whole planet, and then go, well, okay, yeah, so this is the part that doesn't make sense. So the invincibility, the invincibility spell that I'm talking about, Ultron literally is like, he, he says, like, I've been destroying universes, but why can't I not kill y'all? So he does the little destroy the universe again thing, but then I guess every time he's doing that, Doctor Strange is reversing time or I don't know. I, for me, I, I enjoyed the episode for the entertainment, but to actually put aside like the actual foundation of the rules that MCU has laid out, it was just like this series is great, but it's going against a lot of teachings that the previous MCU-related shows established. So now it's like just put throw all that out the window, all for entertainment. And best believe, I was entertained. <laughs> like put your disbelief if you suspend your disbelief and act like all the rules doesn't matter that MCU has set in the past, then the the episodes are entertaining. But the problem with that is if every writer is able to continue something and not keep up with the consistent laws that they set in the past chapters, then what's the book really about? Like, if it's all connected as one book, then why is the inconsistencies so apparent and and obvious? Like, so for what if? It's just like, it's not... Basically, the entertainment value is, is just through the roof. It's one of the best episodes, in my opinion, in the What If series. But at the same time, the actual consistencies is just not there. So some other things I really enjoyed about the episodes kind of about the episode kind of wrapping this up is that 
at the end, Killmonger gets all the Infinity Stones, and you think he's about to go crazy because he's wearing the Ultron, the Ultron armor. He finally figured out how to wear it or whatever, or, or I don't know. He it, some way Killmonger was able to figure out how to reverse the Ultron technology and put it on himself. So he used it, tried to take the stones, and at the end, which which is crazy. Like why did the watcher why did the watcher even pick him? Like he didn't even do that much. Like he wasn't boxing really. Honestly, he he wasn't. There was no key element to where I was like, oh, that's why he. Well, really, okay. If the watcher knew that everything was gonna play out the way it did, which why he didn't get involved until the end of the episode when Zemo, not Zemo. Baron, what's his name? I think it's Zemo. I forget. I forget his name. Anyways, when the virus that Black Widow puts into Ultron to shut him down, when that happens, and Killmonger's trying to take the stones, and then and then the virus wakes back up and tries to take the stones back, and then he like pauses it and then like keeps him in a in, encapsulated into some type of ball. And then he gives it to evil Doctor Strange to watch in his... Like, literally, the universe that Doctor Strange destroyed, he sent them back to that universe to literally sit there and look at that ball. Like, why would... Like, I don't... Who would agree to help somebody out only to go back to a universe you destroy to sit there and just look at a ball and just and just protect it? So, basically, Killmonger and the virus that took down Ultron was trying to take the stone back. They was in the middle of a tug of war and then they were just getting frozen by the watcher or whatever and put into like a time capsule. So yeah, at the end, all the heroes are sent back to their universes except for the Black Widow that lost her universe because of Ultron. So so the watcher took her and put her in the episode where all the Avengers died, which is I think is still one of the worst episodes in What If?, but he goes and puts her into that universe because, of course, that widow, that universe lost her Black Widow. Even though the way they they went about it, you thought she, you thought she was going to be put into the main timeline, like the main sacred timeline, because he was like, "Oh, I know a universe that lost her Black Widow," and then it just it's just that episode. So, yeah, it, it was kind of a tease, but at the same time, it it was nice. It was it was a it was a nice episode overall. Like it was very much fast paced. Let's get this not get this over with, but let's let's get through this story because there's a lot to there's a lot to say, a lot to do, which is what I felt with a lot of these episodes. It was like they're packing a lot of information into these forty five no, not forty five, these thirty to forty minute episodes. So which I believe the runtime for this total was like 33 minutes, and I don't even think they used the whole 33 minutes. The post credit scene is once again going for Captain Carter as they are pulling some type of iron monk. I forget what they call that armor, but basically Steve Rogers is still in that armor, so it's like somehow he survived all the way to her timeline. So I'm, they're gonna have to come, they're gonna have to um, explain that in the next season. So. Yeah, that's my review for episode nine. It wasn't too much of disappointment or letdown. Like the the callbacks and the it, it it paid off on a lot of episodes. 
and it's nine weeks of storytelling and the way that they ended it off it was very much satisfying and gave me a conclusion that i can be happy with but at the same time the inconsistencies are too glaring and obvious to not keep pointing it out so yeah click my link tree in my bio let me know on one of my social medias what do you think of marvel's what if episode nine and what was your favorite episode of Marvel's What If?